it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again for your Raw Review. It's your Raw Review for August 2nd, 2021. My goodness gracious, we're already in August. I feel like June and July lasted for about five seconds, which personally I'm okay with because I'm a fall and winter person. So the quicker we get there, the better and the happier I will be. (laughs) So... Oh, oh, Monday Night Raw. Or should we call you Monday Night Rematch? Because I swear, this, this, do these Raw writers feel like we only have like, I don't know, 15 people on the roster? Um, I understand that we're trying to build towards SummerSlam, which obviously is within, you know, three weeks. I get it, but there's it's the same matches for like weeks on end, and I just don't I don't get it at all. Like there's no variation to it either. It's just like oh another singles match. Oh now we'll turn this into a tag match. Oh, we'll slap a stipulation on this match. I don't know. It's just, I continue to to be baffled why this show is so different compared to its counterpart on Fridays. And even, even its other counterpart on Tuesdays. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're, honestly, I, I, I honestly don't know what they're trying to do. Um... Obviously, I will continue to watch and I will continue to give my thoughts and give you guys the review of the show because that's what I set up to do when I first started doing these things. It's just... I don't know. I just, I'm just hoping that they can find a way to make it a more entertaining story. Well, my heart goes out to the wrestlers because they are trying their damnedest um, to make this thing go. Some of the matches tonight were, were spectacular. They're really good. I really enjoyed them. Uh, some of the backstage stuff was pretty funny. And I expected, although I probably expected more than 
than what it was given. Raw emanated from the United Center, Chicago, Illinois. Now, Chicago has been notorious for being one of the most rowdy and vocal wrestling cities in all of America. No doubt whatsoever. So I fully expected everything going on with CM Punk chants and with the unfortunate release of Bray Wyatt, which Sam and I did not cover um, because the news broke after we recorded the the uh, podcast. So nothing we could do. That's just how this how this rolls. <laughs> um, multiple chants for Bray. Multiple chants for CM Punk tonight. Uh, WWE tried their hardest to kind of deafen the crowd um, so that it wouldn't take away from you know the audio for. Uh, the people watching. However, you could tell some of the wrestlers seemed a little irked by it, um, by the way they paused during their promos. Um, and then, of course, there was the Becky chance. Anytime Charlotte's out there, and Charlotte likes to take those on uh, head on and made a really, I'll say, distasteful uh, promo tonight talking about Simone Biles and uh, her uh, mental health. Um, I'm I'm 99.9% sure that was not something that she came up with and that was fed to her um, because I'm pretty sure Charlotte is a lot smarter than that. That's just me assuming here. Could be wrong. Could have been her idea. Who knows? Um, The crowd didn't like it. I wasn't too big of a fan on it, um, and I'm pretty sure most of Twitter exploded as well. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, another mistake, you know. Hopefully, Raw can fix itself from it. Um, hopefully, they won't get too much backlash because they have been known to have to apologize uh, after certain things are, are said and done uh, during their shows. So. If the backlash is enough, it wouldn't surprise me that this turns into yet another one of those situations. But that's that. The show itself, I give it a C minus. Um, wasn't terrible. Uh, it was definitely better than last week's. Um, but the repetition is just, it's killing me. It really is. Um, it just, yeah. I just need something fresh. But we'll get into it, and we'll start talking about it right now. So, Rock kicks off with our almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley, with MVP, coming out to continue to talk about the Goldberg situation. Now, (laughs) you want to talk about a fickle crowd. When MVP first mentioned Goldberg, the crowd booed, like, excessively. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is how, that's how this is going to be. Well, <laughs> the moment Goldberg's music hits, all those boos turn to cheers. And 
Goldberg comes out, does his whole stand in the pyro thing, kicks, punches, and explosions, et cetera, et cetera. Comes out and actually does a pretty damn good um, promo. Uh, basically saying that Bobby fears Goldberg and that Goldberg can see it. And that SummerSlam, he's going to be next. Goldberg lives and die. Uh, Goldberg lives by the spear, and that SummerSlam, Bobby Lashley will die by said spear. So it is official. It's official a little later in the night. So we have our second full-time versus part-time wrestler for a major championship match. Goldberg will. Challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. However, before this segment ends, we find out that Goldberg's son is also there. And my God, did he take some spinach from Popeye before he showed up tonight? Because this kid has blown up. Like, I swear, it hadn't been that long ago, but this kid is like double the size he was back then. Um, I understand he's still, he's a teenager, and this is what happens when you're a teenager. You hit growth spurts. But, my lord, <laughs> I did not expect that massive amount of change. Um, but MVP gets in his face, essentially, after the whole segment ends. And basically tells him that at SummerSlam, Lashley's going to end your father's career. This will be the final match. Just just talking mad trash. And, of course, this this has Goldberg coming back out walks down the ramp, and then proceeds to spare MVP into next week. <laughs> uh, of course, Lashley doesn't notice this because he's too busy celebrating with the WWE Championship in the corner. As soon as he hears the spear, he turns around and starts, you know, getting out of the ring to try to see what happened with MVP. And Goldberg and his son take off and head to the back. After that, we shift gears... We go to our first match of the night, which is a two-on-one handicap match, but also technically our first rematch of the night. Like I said, you slap a stipulation on it, guess what? It's still the same pick. Just how it is. Drew McIntyre taking on both Sheer, uh, Sheer, taking on both Veer and Shanky. Match, unfortunately, does not really go anywhere because Jinder Mahal decides to enter the match with a steel chair. While Drew's being held, uh, Drew's legs being held back, I think, was by Veer. Uh, hits Drew with the chair, caused the DQ. Jinder then gets two other chairs for the other two gentlemen. They're all about to attack, and then what does Drew do? Drew decides to take his claymore that he conveniently put behind the steps. So, at this point, Drew's standing in the ring with a ginormous claymore. Ginger, Veer, and Shanky all have steel chairs. Well, Ginger tries his luck, and Drew smacks the chair out of his hand with, with the claymore. And Veer does the same afterwards. Doesn't work. They both run off, leaving poor Shanky by himself, standing in the ring, petrified, holding a steel chair, looking at Drew with one hand out, going, no, please, don't don't run me through with this ginormous claymore you have in your hand, sir. <laughs> um, 
he eventually discards the chair himself and escapes the ring. It's, um... <laughs> I don't understand where this segment honestly went. Um, I had high hopes for this feud between Drew and, and, and Jinder, and I feel like it's kind of fallen flat. They had so much to build off of, especially when it came to everything with, you know, 3MB, but they decided to go a different way where they think it's cool to steal the Claymore and destroy a motorcycle and not even reference their previous past together. Because, you know, WWE has a habit of trying to make fans forget things that were blatantly obvious. And for those of you who don't remember, 3MB, yes, they were a comedy group, but they had some great moments. One of those things that the fans will never forget. And the fact that WWE decides that, oh, we're just going to completely ignore your past and we're going to make something up differently. Okay. The only reference that they have is like, oh, we've been friends for a decade. Okay. <laughs> but whatever. I'm, I'm sure we'll get a blow-off at some point, maybe at SummerSlam. I don't know what the match will be, but I'm assuming it ends after that. Up next, though, we had a first-time-ever matchup. I nearly fell over. Thank God I was sitting in the couch at this point when I was texting this and uh, tweeting it. It was Rhea Ripley taking on Nia Jax. Pretty damn good match, not going to lie. Uh, at some point, Nia got herself busted open near her eye, and like the whole... Well, the whole left side of her face was literally just blood towards the end. It was kind of crazy. Um, also, I love the fact that she has her natural hair now. I don't know what it is, but her natural hair really, really works for her character. I don't know. It just it, it fits her perfectly, I think. Uh, so hopefully she continues with that down the road. No offense to what she had prior, but for some reason, this just really fits. She actually looks happier. So props to her for doing that. And like I said, the match was good. Um, I don't know if the blood, her losing that blood was a little too much, but the end was a little wonky. Uh, Shayna getting up on the apron trying to cause a distraction for Rhea. Uh, Rhea notices that... Nia's coming up behind her, but Nia was maybe a step off. Don't, like I said, don't know if it was the, the blood loss or maybe she just missed her, missed her spot. It happens. It is what it is. Uh, but Rhea rolls up Nia, gets the one, two, three. Uh, after that, she starts to walk off, but Shayna gets in the ring, tries to explain to Nia what had happened. Nia really doesn't want to hear it. To start to argue a little bit, Shayna's just Screw this, I'm done. She goes to leave, but in doing so, Rhea Ripley sneaks around the side, gets back in the ring, and drops Nia with the ripcord. And it's impressive. It's impressive to get her. Um, so it looks like we're finally getting a split between Nia and Shayna. 
Unfortunately, that's yet another women's tag team that is now going to be going by the wayside. So slowly but surely, that WWE women's tag team belt is slowly starting to fade from existence. And you hate to see it. But it is what it is. We then moved on on this wonderful episode of Monday Night Rematches to Mason T-Bar taking on Ali and Mansoor. Major props to the former Retribution's new Titantron. I don't know what it is about the post-apocalyptic scenes, but they're really good. I really enjoy them. And with the new outfits that Mason T-Bar have, it, it really fits them perfectly. Um, I'm almost even over the names at this point. It's just, it works for them. A weird, a weird moment. <laughs> um, during, just not really weird, but more of a random thing. When Mansoor came out, part of his theme was just an eagle randomly screaming. And it just took me off guard. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, the match itself, pretty good. You can see Mansoor and Ali working better together. And there's definitely, there's definitely some chemistry, obviously, starting to really grow. And I look forward to those two uh, doing things in the future. But tonight, it was retribution for Mace and T-Bar. As they do get the victory over Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. T-Bar hitting that discus boot on Mansoor, getting the one, two, three. It's nice to see the boys getting some wins, um, especially on Raw. They looked really good in this match. And then afterwards, uh, they went to attack Mansoor, and Ali sacrificed himself essentially for it. Uh, The boys delivering their high justice finishing move on him and leaving Mansoor to come back in the ring and try try to console Ali after the match. We then had the Charlotte promo that I spoke of at the top of this uh, podcast. Her outfit tonight, all I could think of was the old pipes screensaver for Windows, like 95. Just the way her her design of her top and and bottom were. It was just, that's all I could think about. It It was just driving me insane. Um, but at the very end, uh, Charlotte basically just going about that Nikki has no chance in this match, that Charlotte's going to destroy her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then Nikki comes out of nowhere and smashes Charlotte in the back with a chair. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see her coming. The camera was so panned in on Charlotte. It scared the ever daylights out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but that set up our main event for the evening. No holds barred between the Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Cross, and Charlotte Flair. Moving on from there, we had singles action between Dewdrop with Eva Marie taking on Tamina. Um, Natalia, because of the injury that she did sustain versus, uh, I believe it was last week or the week prior, um, 
she has torn tendons in her ankle, and I know how that feels because I've had that happen to me. It sucks. <laughs> Thankfully, she did not break anything, and we don't have a timetable for how long she'll be out, but I do wish her a speedy recovery so that the women's tag team champions can be whole once again. But the match itself it was a good match. Uh, Tamina actually gets the victory. Uh, Eva clearly furious at Dewdrop for not winning. And then uh, Alexa Bliss shows up to mock Eva and Marie. So we all won. It was a, it was a good time. We had a, 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 an interesting backstage segment once again between Riddle and Damian Priest. Uh, I know these guys have a lot of prior experience with one another. So it's nice to see their their chemistry together was uh, is definitely undeniable. A um, lot of fun. And um, it was basically just a prep for Riddle to have his match with Omos later in the night and for Damian Priest to come out for Miz TV. Uh, so the whole point of, at least from what, Damian Priest said himself the whole point of his Miss TV was to come out to formally challenge Sheamus for the U.S. title. But since Morrison and Miz continued to just be giant pests, pissed him off, and he's like, fine, then I'll fight, you know, I'll fight Morrison right now because clearly Miz is not able to do so. So, once again, yet another rematch from a few weeks ago. Damian Priest taking on Morrison. Priest gets the victory. Sheamus then comes out from the back, attacking Priest. And then Ricochet makes the save, comes out and helps Priest. We go to commercial break, and somehow my brain didn't think, oh, wait, we'd end up with a tag match. Guess what we had when we came back? From the commercial break. Ha! Look at that. A tag match. Teddy Long strikes again. So we get to see about three minutes of Ricochet running around the ring, doing his usual amazing stuff. But the match itself ends with Priest pin, <laughs> pinning Morrison yet again. So I kind of feel like I don't understand why this tag match even happened, but it is what it is. Clearly moving on towards SummerSlam with With Priest and, and Sheamus, which is going to be a fantastic match to watch. So I do look forward to that one. Um, Sheamus has been a wonderful U.S. champion, but I do believe it is time for Priest to take it. And in, in doing so, I hope this leads to Sheamus then going after a major title. So we'll see. After that, it was... Omos versus Matt Riddle. As suspected, Omos does get the victory. Riddle did have his his, his flashes, his, his moments of brilliance. Couldn't take the big man off his feet. Um, and Omos was able to put him away. Still have that outside shot that Randy Orton is going to show up eventually. I think I talked about this last week on the Raw Review, stating that I felt like Riddle would take yet another beating, which he did this week. Next week, if they do it correctly, will be when Randy returns 
saves Riddle from the both of them for both AJ and Omas, leading towards the challenge for SummerSlam tag team tag team championship match. Um, there's rumors circulating that Randy was actually suspended and not on a vacation. I don't know how true those are, uh, but of course it is Randy Orton, so it wouldn't surprise me 100%. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. We'll see. Uh, if it's not next week, it needs to be the week after because then that's the go-home show for SummerSlam for Raw. So we'll see. After that, uh, Dewdrop and Eva Marie... Uh, go into Alexa's playground and actually attack both Alexa and Lily. After the segment is just about to end, you, they show Alexa on one end of the playground, Lily on the other, and then all of a sudden Lily rises to her feet. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because we all know what happened the last time she did that. Well, she and Baszler, but she probably doesn't want to talk about it. I'm interested to see how they're going to do this. Because there's clearly going to be a tag team match. Probably at SummerSlam. Will it be cinematic? Maybe. If not, how are we going to transform Lily into an actual person to take on Dewdrop and even Marie. There has to be a reason. There has to be a way to do it. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but we'll see. After that, we had a, yet another rematch. It was Keith Lee once again taking on Karrion Cross, and Cross getting no reaction from the Chicago crowd. And unfortunately, that's very telling for the NXT champion. I don't know if it's the lack of mystique, not having Scarlet by his side, not seeming as imposing in front of so many people. It could be a combination of all three. It just, it's unfortunate because Karen Cross is a spectacular athlete and a really good storyteller. And the fact that he is getting no reaction from a very rowdy crowd is is just so it's just very telling. Hopefully he's able to change that. Um, I already feel like the main roster creative is already screwing with things with him not having Scarlet by his side. But it is what it is. The match itself, as good as last week's was. Except we got a different ending. Keith Lee able to spirit bomb and pin the NXT champion himself to regain that loss that he had last week. So people want to complain about 50-50 booking, but guys, this is how a feud starts. Sometimes you need to trade wins and losses. Yes, I understand. Karen Cross was a force, which technically still is in NXT. Has he lost his shine a little bit since he's now lost two out of his first three matches on Raw? Maybe. Is he still doing a phenomenal job on NXT? Yes. Is he making the Joe versus Cross match at uh, NXT TakeOver must-see? Yes. 
it's going to be a great match. I fully, like I said, I fully expect Joe to become, uh, I believe it's a three-time NXT champion. Um, it's going to be great. So we'll see what happens. Um, also, I'll talk about this now before um, Sam and I do a recording for Above the Ring. The rumors started today. Apparently, Adam Cole's contract with NXT expires over uh, SummerSlam weekend. Apparently, it expired prior, um, but they were able to extend it to SummerSlam weekend. So that leads me to believe if he is not going to resign, that he's going to put Kyle O'Reilly over uh, come NXT TakeOver. He could do it anyways. They could work out a deal where he will go to the main roster. Uh, there's a number of variables. Of course, everybody and their mother jumped on the AEW train because that's pretty much what everybody does at this point in time. When there's a, a WWE uh, a top quality star gets released or whatnot, they did the same thing with Bray. Everybody says, oh, my God, they'll be great in AEW. They'll finally be used correctly. They'll be megastars. They'll be this. They'll be that. We don't know where these people are going. We don't know if they're going anywhere. It's just all rumor and speculation. Yeah, sometimes that's fun to do. But at this point, when everybody gets released, and everybody immediately goes, hey, let's go to AEW. Hey, you know, there's about, I don't know, 25 other promotions that are out there like NWA Impact ROH MLW PWG you know a whole lot of places AAA New Japan don't always have to go to AEW yes I understand that's the that's the flashy new place to go probably can pay you more they don't always have to go there just my thoughts on that. After the Keith Lee carrying cross match, we had a very fun, entertaining match between Reggie, our 24-7 champion, and Akira Tozawa. With Akira Tozawa not being su- successful in his championship match with Reggie retaining the 24 cha- uh, 24-7 championship, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's fun to see Reggie now in his, in his space, you know, in, in his, like, natural habitat. Um, he can come out, have entertaining athletic matches, ooh and all the crowd, retain his title, and move on. <clears throat> They're trying to legitimize this title instead of it being a legitimate 24-7 championship. Because nobody came out running after the match was over. None of that stuff. So, who knows? Who knows what they're doing with it? But, your main event. Up next, the no-holds-barred match between Charlotte and Nikki Cross. This match was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. I like the fact that the letting... Even now, still, letting the women actually fight. You know, no holds barred matches. You get the chairs, you get tables. The crowd, of course, went insane when Charlotte pulled out a table. 
Uh, at one point, Nikki Cross gets powerbombed through the commentary table. Charlotte then puts herself through another table, ripping up her back in the process, which that must have hurt like, ow. <laughs> but surprisingly enough, Nikki Cross, I'm sorry, Nikki Ash gets the victory. The one, two, three pin on Charlotte. I thought it was a great event. It actually did some wonders for this show. It ended on a high note. Um, so I appreciated that. It was good. It was a little bit of a slog to get through tonight, unfortunately, with all the rematches. It was kind of like I've already seen all this before. You know, nothing's really keeping my attention. Um, so hopefully they can continue or they can start to mix things up, make it a little easier. Uh, on us, the fans, <laughs> but who knows? Um, I put out a poll once again, like I have been doing lately after the shows. Go on to us on Twitter, media underscore bedlam. Give us a vote. Let us know what you guys thought of the show tonight. You know, we so far we have 46 votes already. I love that we've been getting a whole bunch of high vote totals the last few times I've done this. Um, it's 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 nice to see you guys you know giving your giving your right uh, your your thoughts on the shows even even commenting on it sharing it liking it appreciate it really do so far at this point D's and F leading the way thirty seven percent C's at thirty two point six percent and then B and A tied at fifteen point two percent so forty six votes so we have a nice little spread going. So, like I said, go on to our Twitter at media underscore bedlam. Vote on our poll. Let us know what you thought of the show. Even if you didn't watch, you can just let me know. I didn't watch the show, you know, but I I listened to your review. Guys, thank you so much for listening once again. This was your raw review for August 2nd, 2021. If you didn't listen this weekend... Sam and I posted our Above the Ring Above the Ring's 100th episode and 101st episode. The 100th episode was announcing our partnership or being acquired by Shivit Studios uh, to be one half of their wrestling team uh, as they expanded into sports and entertainment. Uh, both Sam and I are very excited for everything going forward. And we definitely look forward to growing ourselves and helping Shipit Studios continue to grow. And it's been it's been a whirlwind, but such a good time. Uh, so things will be changing. Uh, we will be changing our names from Bedlam Media to Above the Ring. Everything else will go as well. Uh, so we'll make all those changes by SummerSlam, but for now we're just slowly starting to integrate the above the ring into everything, so that way you guys can get used to it before we make the switch over, uh, so that there's no real mass confusion. So you got about 19 more days of Bedlam Media before it turns into completely above the ring. Uh, we do appreciate all you guys' support over the year and a half that we've done this, and we will continue to deliver our podcasts and we'll be doing some, um, some mixing. We'll have some people on the show to, to talk about, you know, our topics during above the ring. 
Sam and I will be going on different podcasts throughout the Ship It Studios podcast and adding ourselves to those and, you know, giving some wrestling thoughts and movie thoughts to the topics at hand. It's it's going to be a great fall, a great summer, a great winter, just growing. Um, so please, please continue to join, join the Bedlam. And um, really appreciate you. So like I said, my name is Scott. I'm the man behind the Twitter of Bedlam Media. You can find me pretty much everywhere on socials at ScottyJStream. Uh, you can find this podcast still uh, on every podcasting platform out there. Um, again, if you, if, uh, you listen to a podcast uh, platform that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping. Add a little bedlam to your day. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Truly appreciate you. I know this one went a little long tonight. I wanted to get all that out. Love you guys. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. We will see you Saturday morning for our SmackDown study. And Sam and I are actually changing things up. We're actually now going to record our Above the Rings on Saturdays to put out for Mondays. So that way we can incorporate AEW Rampage once that starts up on the 13th. So we're looking forward to getting everything going. So that way you'll have a lot of bedlam in the beginning of the week, some at the end of the week. And we'll still be doing the same thing for pay-per-views. Um, you know, we'll do pre-shows, post-shows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So nothing's changing. Just the name. That's all it is. You know, like I said before, the name may be changing, but we're still Bedlam by design. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you later. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.